So my guest today, her name is Nelly Sudri. She's a dating coach for high value men and women, and she's a matchmaker. And I've been wanting to interview her for a long time because I absolutely love her super real, super raw, super honest videos about the world of dating and relationships. And I know she gets a lot of backlash sometimes on her Instagram because she's so truthful. And many times when we're going through the process of dating and being in a relationship, we don't want to hear the truth. So I, I just love her. She sticks with her ideas. Her videos are very quick, very fast, very witty. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And I definitely want to ask her, what does it mean to be a high value person? Because I know a lot of people think they are and maybe they're not. Or a lot of people want to date a high value, value person and maybe they're not or maybe they are. So I want her to clarify the issue uh, for us. And I am very, very happy that she moved from Miami to LA and we were able to do this episode in person. I hope you guys enjoy it. And I invited one of my dearest friends in this world, super successful, talented, award-winning actor, Ricardo Chavez. He's also a transformational coach. So he knows a lot about going through heartbreak, rebuilding, healing. I thought he might be a nice, fun addition and bring some male energy into this information-packed episode. I really hope you guys enjoy it. And like always, Cat on the Loose is 100% organic. It's not edited. It's not scripted. It's 1 million percent an open window into our real lives. Reminding you, warning for those of you who don't know Cat on the Loose, you are entering a 100% organic zone. This podcast is never edited. It's never scripted. It's a podcast that is completely, completely, completely real. If you don't like dogs, this podcast is probably not for you because 99% of the time, Phoenix is with me. If you don't like noises from the real world, this podcast is probably not for you because most of the time we do record in the real world. This is not a studio podcast. We record in real places where people live, work, relate, socialize. But if you do like complete, honest, real and raw conversations, this podcast might be perfect for you. So welcome to our worldwide, ever-growing community. You're entering Cat on the Loose, Cat Kingdom, and I am very, very happy to have you. This is a real-life podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, guys! I'm so excited to have my guest here today because I was trying to get you for a while. I know. I'm so excited <laughs> to finally get to chat with you. Though. I know. Let me introduce you to my audience because we have 10 million things we want to talk about. Nelly Sudri. Nelly, thank you for doing Cat on the Loose. Oh, thank you for having me. You are a matchmaker and you are a dating coach for high-value men and women, correct? correct. Uh, I want to I jump into that, but before, I want to say thanks, my dear friend Ricardo, for co-hosting. For those of you guys who don't know Ricardo, please go to our social media and check it out, because not only he's a crazy, crazy award-winning Crazy successful, award-winning actor. He's also a transformational coach. <laughs> Not just crazy, 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 crazy. So today we're going to talk about 
the 10 million questions that my listeners send about dating and relationships, a little bit of sex. So I try to pick, you know, the, the most common questions that I've been getting and I want to try to cram as much as possible into this hour. So let's be really yeah. fast and furious. Are you game? Yes. Okay. okay. Awesome. So if guys, by the way, go check out uh, her work. If you don't follow her yet on Insta, because I was saying, and with all my heart, I watch your videos every single day. Aww. I think they're incredible yeah. because you're very raw. You're very honest. You're like in your face. And I know sometimes you say people, because sometimes people don't want to hear the truth. That's and, the problem. Right? And yeah. I, you say it like the way it is and you stick to your guns. And I really love that. Oh, thanks, Kat. Yeah, I don't sugarcoat. And I think, to be honest, when you're in this industry where you're trying to help people change their lives, and I see so many of these self-proclaimed coaches actually lying to people saying, mm. you yeah. can get what you've never gotten by doing what you've always done. And it's a blatant lie. To me, it is disrespectful to your audience. So yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. So her Insta is ask.nelly, N-E-L-L-I. I absolutely love it. N-E-L-L-Y, like N- the rapper. <laughs> N- yeah, N-E-L-L-Y, yes, yes, ask Nelly, sorry. Anyhow, you say that you are dating coach for high-value men and women. Let's start with that because I know there's a lot of confusion and I know some people get offended because you say, oh, you're high value, you're not high value. Mm -hmm. Can you help us explain what a high value person is? Absolutely. Well, first off, I think when people hear the word value, a lot of the times they think about what's valuable to them. But when I talk about value in respect to dating, I'm talking about it within the context of the dating marketplace. Now, it doesn't really matter what industry you're in, whether it's that you're dating or you're in the employment market or you're looking to get into college, you're competing with other people for essentially similar outcomes, the best outcome. Right. So what I usually do before I answer your question is I compare the dating pool to, let's say you're applying to university or college. Okay, you're competing with all the other great students some people have A's, some people have B's, some people have great resumes, some people don't. All of these factors play into who gets it into what college. Now, sometimes you have people with straight A's and amazing references and all the things and they get into Harvard. But for the person who doesn't have those things, it doesn't mean they can't get into Harvard, right. but they might need to put in more work. And the way I compare that in dating is if you want a top tier, if you're a woman, you want a top tier man, you have to come correct. You have to be bringing it in the aspects, not that you think are important to you, but not necessarily, but what is important to that type of man, Mm. right? What's most desirable in the dating marketplace. And that's where the word value comes in. What makes a woman, for example, who's straight and looking for a man, most desirable to men? And what makes a man most desirable to women, Mm. right? And so studies show, there's a lot of studies and statistics on this that show that For uh, men, women tend to like men who have high socioeconomic status and prestige and who are attractive as a a barrier to entry. Obviously, then you can get into the nitty gritty. Okay, I'm Christian. I want a Christian guy. Or I'm Muslim. I want a Muslim guy. Or I want a man who doesn't have children, right? All of those personal nuances. But as far as what makes men of most value in dating... A lot of the times it does come down to those things. And when we talk about socioeconomic status and prestige, it a lot of the time goes back to, okay, how much money are you making? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you presentable? Are you well-groomed? Do you have a network of other men that will help you get to the next level? Are you verifiable, right? And the reason I mention that is a lot of men are successful, but you know, you can have a successful man who, you know, is a drug dealer, 
And that is, True. and that's not going to make a woman feel safe and secure because if something happens to him, her financial status in life is potentially at jeopardy. Right. So all of those factors play into the definition. Then when we talk about women, we have to ask ourselves and look at the studies. And I coach and work with a lot of men and women who tell me, you know, what's most desirable to men? Okay, well, men tell me, and the studies show, they want women who are nurturing, agreeable, disciplined, and that means in all aspects, right? If you're only disciplined at work, but you're not disciplined in the gym, you're not going every day or you know, working mm-hmm. on your fitness and, and being healthy, you're not getting your eight hours of sleep, it's going to play into all aspects of your life as well. You're not gonna be fit and presentable. And this is where a lot of the controversy comes from because a lot of modern women, and especially in the West, have this, Uh, mentality that men want the same things that they want. They think, oh, a man should want to date me because I'm successful. Great that you're successful, but that doesn't make a man want to pursue you. If, you know, if you take two people, two women, one of them looks like Adriana Lima and the other one (laughs) looks like Mama June and Mama June is making six figures and Adriana Lima lookalike is making nothing. She's working at cashier McDonald's. (laughs) Which one is the man going to pick? I mean, man, you tell me, right? So... I pledge the fifth in this one. Okay. Well, we, that means we know the answer. We know no, I'm just joking. No, you're right. I right. don't think you would go for the Mama June. I know we don't want to be mean to Mama June, but I completely agree with you. And I say that all the time on the podcast. It's not just about making money, but people see us from the outside in. It's not like they look at you and say, oh, you have a great heart. You're such a good person. The first impression is like the package, right? It's how we look. I wanted to ask you that. How do you guys factor those things that are not like, I mean, it's not money or, or education. Like I want somebody who is spiritual, who right. is uh, inside, uh, is, uh, cultured, uh, educated. Mm-hmm. And anybody can say, hey, I, I read a lot. Every the day, intangible you stuff. Know? Yes. Yeah. I understand. Well, when we're talking mm-hmm. about high value, we have to think about those characteristics on a surface level because a lot of the times they actually do play into those things that you mentioned. For example, um, at a, looking in just at a glance, if we're talking about a high value man, I define it across four characteristics. Number one, a man is making at least six figures or more because that's the baseline. And when we're talking about women who are looking for providers and protectors potentially to raise a family with, you know, if you are not earning a certain amount of money, it doesn't mean you'll never be able to, but it's kind of the barrier to entry. And if we take that example again, you take two men, one who's making 50K, one who's making 500K, and everything else is the same. Which one is women gonna pick? It's usually the one who's earning more. That's number one. Number two, well-groomed. Number three, networked. And number four, verifiable. But to answer your question, you don't get to that point in life without integrity, without being loyal, without being a good person, because in order to build a network, in order to you know go to grow to that kind of wealth level, in order to be someone who's able to hold a career for at least you know three years consistently and consecutively, you need to have dedication. And those are the soft qualities yeah. that we're talking about. In general, it's true. And I also think, I don't know if you agree with me, certain things, you need time. You need to get to know the person. Because mm-hmm. anybody can tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm kind, I have a big heart, I'm nice. But I think the everyday, the dating process is what really is gonna tell you how they really are. Do you agree? Yes, I mean, I don't want to reduce people for the listeners, you know, to just uh, those qualities, right? But when we're talking about high value, that's a definition. I actually trademarked the word high value. I know, I love that. I love that. And and I know some people get offended. Like when you say, if you're high, you're only going to find a high value partner if you're high value. And I know, because I even read like some people write backlash on your 
uh, Insta, online, whenever we talk about it. But I agree with you. It's like if you're completely out of shape and you're like drinking beer, sitting on the couch all day long, you have nothing going on. You can't expect to, you know, match with somebody that, you know, is spending the summer in Europe and has a great job and has every, their shit together, right? I always say there's a fantastic quote. It's not mine. I just like to repeat it. You don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. So if you are the kind of person who, for example, is into fitness, is into health, is a traveler, you love to see the world, you're going to attract someone who is similar to you in that way because those are the things that you're doing. Yeah. If you, for example, are someone who loves to be around family and you go to church every Sunday and you are really big into your community and religion, you're going to attract someone who's in that because those are the things that you're doing. But for this is where the delusion comes in and this is where the reality check needs to be said. And I, I get a little bit upset when I see other coaches not saying it. There are a lot of women in particular, I see more of women than with men, who have been told by society or their close friends and their relative you don't have to change a damn thing. You're perfect. Oh, yeah, And you no. deserve someone who looks like Brad Pitt and, yeah. you know, is a millionaire and all these things. And it's like, great to dream, but are you bringing enough to the table to command that? Now, I have a background in negotiation yeah. and conflict resolution. When we talk about what you bring to the table, we're actually talking about what you bring to the table that the other person would want. And that's the negotiation. It's not a transactional thing. It's supposed to be transformational. But at the end of the day, you have to offer, if I'm interested in you, you have to offer me something and I have to offer you something. And we're yeah. also a work in progress. I mean, we, we yeah. are transforming, getting better. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm perfect. I, I won't change anything. That's mm -hmm. ridiculous. Uh, I think if somebody told me they, they're perfect, I think that's a red flag, right? If they say, oh my God, I have no, <laughs> nothing bad. Everything is great. My life is perfect. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a red flag. Yeah, I think it's great to love yourself, yeah. but I think part of loving yourself is commitment to self-improvement. We're yeah. always, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint, and the goalpost always moves. You know, you never yeah. really arrive. One million so. percent. Okay, fantastic. Let's jump into, I want to talk about dating apps, because that's like very chaotic, very chaotic conversation. I think, and tell me if you agree or not, but people send questions about that all the time, and you can tell me your opinion. I know you don't do dating apps, but I've done dating apps on and off, on and off, on and off. And I get sick of them. I go on these men diets. Like I don't date for many months because I'm like, I can't handle it. I think dating apps made dating very um, superficial. I see grown men, and I'm talking about men because I think men do it more like in their 50s, in their 60s. In the past, they, they wouldn't behave like that. But like guys in their 50s and 60s got divorced and they say, I want to meet somebody. But then when they open the dating app, they're like, yes. And it, the quantity, the amount of women, they're like, whoa, look at me. All these girls want to date me. They start literally ordering people like DoorDash. Mm. It's a buffet. <laughs> I, I think so. And I think it just made it so much harder. Yes, we, can, we have the chance of meeting somebody that we would otherwise never meet. But I think it's like finding a diamond in the sand. Do you agree? Well, I do think dating apps, it's all about how you use them. And for some people, they're really rewarding. I know a lot of people who have gotten engaged and married because they've met someone Right, me too, yeah. But I do think it's made dating a lot more vapid. And a lot of people have developed this grass is always greener complex where they think, oh, you know what? I'm looking at someone's profile. 
I don't like that they're one inch shorter. So whoop. And you know, the the challenge is we've lot we're I always say we're more interconnected than ever, but we're so disconnected. Yeah. And that's the issue with online dating is you don't always you don't know if you're passing up a great person because you're just going off a picture and a couple, you know, lines in their bio. Whereas mm. you could be in the presence of someone fantastic and be like, wow, this person is great, but I would never swipe on them on a dating app. Yeah. And so my advice to people who are single is, uh, I think the stigma of online dating has gone, you know, back in the day, a lot of people were like, oh, Tinder, Bumble, Hinge. Now it's, you know, everyone's on them, but it's about diversification. So good, good, be on the apps, but also don't completely depend on them. Be able to also strike up a conversation with someone at the gym or at a bar if you see someone who interests you and make sure you're always working on those communication skills and those soft skills and body language because when push comes to shove, if you're in the presence of someone who you find attractive, you don't want to pass that up because you're too shy and think, oh, well, I'll just go on the app and find someone. Most people are. We were talking about that today because I think most men when they're not on the dating apps, like in the real world, they're very shy approaching women. Mm-hmm. And I did an experiment. We were just talking about that. Last year, a friend of mine told me, um, if you carry like a strange object around, it's going to make them talk to you because they're going to be curious about it. So we did this crazy thing and we started walking all over Beverly Hills, like the hottest spots in Beverly Hills, carrying a plunger during happy hour. Okay. Like two hot chicks and my friends came mm-hmm. and sure enough, all kinds of men stopped talking. I'm going to try that right now. Oh, <laughs> if you have the balls to carry, I know it's a little oh, too cray cray, but it worked. You know, that, that same day I started talking to a guy at Wally's and I, he, I gave him my number and he invited me on a date that same night. So it worked. <laughs> so it worked. Yeah. But wow. I know that's a little too crazy, but I think it's funny that guys are shy in public and then Can on the dating them? apps. Can I tell you though? I don't think it's funny. I think it's sad because what's happened, and I think this is the case for a lot of men, is with movements like Me Too and feminism, and I always say, you know, with the good comes the bad. So it's not necessarily a knock on those movements. They needed to happen and they provided benefits (laughs) to a lot of people. The problem is when those types of movements evolve though, sometimes the the triple down effect is what we see now with a lot of men in dating is they're afraid to approach women because they don't want to be me too. Mm. They don't want to be labeled a harasser or a predator. I've seen a lot of women know, and I've coached a lot of women yeah. and I'm going to be completely frank. This is not to blame women entirely. It's just, it does take two to tango. I have spoken to so many women in confidence and you know, they've told me he didn't respond to my text. Once you get to the end of the story and the reality is, they try to make it seem like he's a predator and they were vulnerable. It's like, no, you are consensual in that. Right. But this is the issue with a lot of men is it's not worth it to them mm-hmm. to approach right. one person because if something happens, it's her word against his, right, right? right? And so it's safer sometimes for men to rely on dating apps. And that's not, you know, a lot of women get mad when I say that too because they think, oh, you must be one of the buzzwords. You have internalized misogyny. No, mm-hmm. I just have common sense. I speak to men and I speak to women. And I know that... There are a lot of men who want to approach women, but they're afraid of the rejection and they're mm-hmm. afraid of the label of being yeah. a predator. Mm-hmm. That is so true. I completely agree with you. But now, a, a little bit back to the dating apps, because I get this question all the time and I don't know the answer. Do you think there's a surefire way to figure out if some guy is there just as a player or and somebody is there like looking for a serious relationship? Because most of them, and I interview many of my male friends, and they tell me, they're like, 
we lie. We lie. Mm -hmm. We just want to have sex. We want to get... So we tell the girls whatever they want to hear. I mean... It's funny you were saying, of course, because myself, because we all. I mean, maybe they are doing the same thing. It's like when you go on a first date, you're gonna, you're not gonna say, "Hey, I snore, and I, I have no money." But I mean, I'm a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you what you want to hear and mm-hmm. wanna make you feel like, "Oh my God, this guy." Yeah. People lie because they have to. They we were since we were kids. Well, I think a lot of the times what I've observed is men lie by omission. And that's not to say they blatantly lie. They won't say, oh yeah, I'm the CEO and really they're a plumber. They'll say, they won't tell you the details and they'll leave the details oh, out. Oh, by the way, I'm married. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, they'll say, oh, I'm, I'm getting a, I'm, 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 get, I'm, se- I'm getting a divorce. And really yeah, it's like, they, they, you know, they're still living with the wife and it's like a separated right, thing, right, yeah. right? But I think as far as your question goes, the way to know and vet out is so many things, right? You can go off photos. If someone is, you know, partying a lot, all their pictures are with friends and partying and stuff like you might start to think, is this person just looking for a good time? I also think though, and you can tell us because you're the man here. I think most men will commit to a woman if it's the right woman for them. If they feel like this is the best I can do, they'll commit. Whereas if they feel like a woman is not frankly bringing it enough, they will put her in a category of just sex. Mm. Well, actually, yes, but I think guys need to know what is that perfect woman because most guys are not perfect for anybody. Perfect to them. Yeah, right? but that's why I'm, what, what I mean. It's like I cannot pretend to have to find a perfect girl if I'm not perfect for whoever's going to come yet because I'm mm-hmm. still going through stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's say that guy who's, uh, I'm separating but not. I mean, he needs yeah. to work on that before even trying to think I about agree. somebody. Also, just this last one. For me, it's more attractive a girl, a woman who has a relationship with herself, a successful one. That is attractive to me. Not somebody who is like, oh, I just, I just want to meet somebody uh, because I'm... Because they're desperate. Yeah, uh, there is that too. Desperation is never a good idea, yeah. right? There are a lot of girls who are a little too desperate. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think it's difficult for women um, because women are on different timelines than men, right? So it depends on the age, of course, but what I've observed with working with a lot of women who are in their early 30s especially, and 40s too, is that desperation kicks in because the biological clock starts ticking and it's really difficult to ignore that. Um, But it it really is so specific to the individual, right? For the woman who doesn't want kids, Maybe that's less of a priority. Um, Once you reach a certain point in your life, you've already gotten children, you know, you might not want more. So that's why this is where the coaching component comes in. As a coach, I tailor my advice to the individual. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I I, want to ask your opinion. So I'm going to tell you, I always tell stories like what, what happened to me and my friends to make this really organic. And then I get messages from a lot of people in the same situation. Last year, I met a guy on Bumble and I thought, that's it. That's the guy for me. We were dating for many, many months. Uh, he was the one that looked me in the eye over and over again. Like, I want to date only you. We are exclusive. I'm happy with you. Basically, he was all over my life, you know, meeting my friends. I don't know if he met you, but he met like, I don't think he met you. But my friends, my clients, you know, everything. Basically, he was all over making plans. So I'm like, okay, this guy seems like. He really knows what he wants, mm-hmm. right? It was the first time, because I was married for 14 years, dated a bunch of skanks, <laughs> hence the podcast. It was the first time I met someone who was like, 
That's the guy. And all my friends said the same thing. Wow, he's so certain of what he wants. How fabulous, perfect couple, power couple, lot of, you know, when all the boxes match, da 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 da. He was still legally married. He was going through a divorce. And to me, that was a red flag. But he, he looked me in the eyes so many times and told me, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready for this relationship. I'm ready, I'm happy with you. I believed it. And I let my guard down. I was invested in the relationship. And months into it, one beautiful day, out of the blue, he called me, which... I also want to know your opinion that I think is the most childish freaking thing to do in the world. Like break up someone over the phone. He literally broke up. He's like, I changed my mind. Oh my God. I, ch I changed my mind. I was like, huh? So, you know, like, I was like, come again. Yeah, no, this is not wrong. Okay, goodbye. Mm. So I was like, whoa. You know, it hit me like a ton. Because I wasn't in love because we were only dating for a few months. But I was invested. Oh. I always give like 1 million percent. And I don't like anything half-assed. So whatever I do, I, I really do it. Mm -hmm. so after that, I told this story a little bit a few months ago. Dozens of girls sent me the same message. Mm -hmm. Like, the guy tells you he's ready for a relationship. You meet on a dating app. And all of a sudden, it's like, oops, I'm still like, what's message out there? No, thank yeah. you. you know what? Um, someone told me the other day, uh, and I think it's kind of ballsy, but it's a good tip, is if you are in a situation where a man tells you he's going through a divorce... Send me the divorce papers. Here's my email. Send me the divorce papers. Yeah. You know? That's a good it, idea. It's difficult because yeah. when you like someone, you feel like you don't want to ruin it. You don't want to yeah. pressure them. And your therapist report. But here's the thing. <laughs> People who have nothing to hide, hide nothing. So yeah. if someone's getting divorced, they'll send you the papers. Right, right. That's I think in his case... Right. I know he was getting divorced or he's going to get divorced, whatever. I think it's the famous thing that I said. These guys are married for 20, 25 years. They're unhappy. Then they see themselves single and they meet like the perfect girl that they say they want, but the temptation mm -hmm. of being on Bumble, 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 Bumble. Because one day he said to me that he was on Bumble to feed his ego. It made him feel yes. good that all these women won. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I think that's freaking childish. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. But I know so many women had the same problem that I did. You believe a guy... Mm -hmm. You think, okay, he's as ready, as mature as I am. And all of a sudden, they're like, oops, not really. Yeah. I want to see what's out there. Yeah. You know, though, I, I see your situation a lot with women. I also see it with men because I coach men, too, where they're like, things were going great. She ghosted me. And mm. we live in this society where, like I said, the grass is always greener. People are right. always looking for, oh, if something better comes along. And the problem is you're never going to reach that kind of uh, joy with someone if you don't grow together. Mm, I completely so, agree. So, yeah. you know, you, when you meet someone, it's not like, okay, you know, we're we're perfect for each other immediately. It's like you mm. become perfect for each other you over time. You yeah. flaws as well. Yeah. I completely agree. And help agree. them get better. I think, they will do the same for you as oh, a team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I completely I think the person that is always looking if the grass is greener oh, is no. always going to be unhappy. They can be dating yeah. a supermodel. They're going to think that maybe there is a prettier oh, supermodel around the, around the corner, right? Yeah. Now, what do you think about this uh, break? Same thing. A lot of people send me these messages like, don't break up over the phone, right? If you're in a relationship with someone, I think you should be you're the respectful. same balls that you have looking at somebody in the eyes and saying, I like you. 
you should be respectful, like sit down for a cup of coffee, whatever, and tell them to their face, do you agree or do you think it's okay to break up over the phone? Well, I'm a dating coach, not a relationship coach. So I make that distinction. And mm -hmm. I do guide people through their relationships. Like I have a lot of clients who get in relationships and we still have sessions. So that's, I, it's just, I want to make that distinction and mm -hmm. disclaimer. I agree that of course, breaking up in person sometimes feels more respectful Situations are so nuanced though, and I've seen so many dynamics. For example, if someone is long distance, you're not right. gonna fly across the continent right. to break up with someone, right? Which sure. would be nice. Yeah, that's super flattering. <laughs> it would be like, no, it's like, I mean, yeah. you will remember that gentleman. Totally, but, but you know, realistically, and I just say there's not a one size fits all way to do anything. Um, I think painting a broad stroke, yes, but of course there are shades of gray. Yeah. I like that answer very much. It's well, true. What made you get into, into this uh, practice? It was such an accident. So I used to work a corporate job okay. at a Fortune 500 company. It was like food, consumer packaged goods. And um, that was going great. I had just gotten promoted. And it was during the pandemic. I went back to Canada because finally felt like, okay, I can travel for 4th of July back to Canada because I had a long weekend. And my sister, I have five siblings, all younger than me. They were telling, she was telling me about TikTok. And I was like, oh, TikTok, you know, didn't really think about it in any way. I know everyone was dancing on it. And I just kind of thought, let me make a TikTok for fun. Okay, what to do if a guy goes to you? Because one of my sisters is going through a situation. And I said to my other little sister, how do I post this? Help me out. She said, okay, you need to use this hashtag and like make a cool caption. I was like, okay, you do it. Posted it. And it got a bunch of views. And then people started commenting, Nelly, what do I do in this situation? Your advice is so great. So it kind of became my little hobby. And I started posting, I loved it. I started posting like three times a day. No one really knew about it. I was still working my corporate job. And eventually I was able to turn it into a full-time career. And I quit my corporate job two years ago and I launched my online business. So amazing. Yeah. Obviously you have the natural talent for it. Cause I think your advice is like really on point, oh, at least you. for me. I like the way you tell it straight. So since you are a dating coach, I don't know if you know the, the answer to this one, but everybody wants to know you meet someone on the dating app to finish the subject of the dating apps <laughs> and you're dating each other. Da, 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 da. How long do you think or do you tell your clients or is there like a, an answer until both people look at each other and say, okay, let's delete the dating app. Mm -hmm. Or how long do you think it's appropriate mm -hmm. to still be on the dating app? Yeah. Again, there's not a one size fits all because everyone moves at their own pace. But I will say when you decide mutually to be exclusive, whether it's having a conversation of, okay, do you want to be my girlfriend? Or, um, okay, do you want to not see any other people? I think when that happens, it is appropriate to either delete the apps or um, remove your profile like temporarily. Out of respect mm -hmm. for the other person, right? And if you're dating someone and you find out, like let's say four or five, six months down the line, whatever, that they're still on the dating app, although mm -hmm. you guys are dating mm -hmm. exclusively. Mm -hmm. well, what do you do? That, is that, should that be a deal breaker? Well, it, again, every relationship is different, right? So some people... I'm just going to throw it out there in open relationships, right? Yeah. So it's very difficult, like I said, Honestly. to put a one-size-fits-all. But I think if that is a deal-breaker for you, then that's a deal-breaker for you. And people need to understand and listen to their intuition. And one thing I want to make note of, just something I've noticed with these questions, although they're fi fiery and I like them, 
a lot of them are rooted in worst case scenarios. Mm -hmm. And I think going into dating with a worst case scenario mindset where you're like, okay, you like, you know, you need to be deleting the apps on this day or else, you know, what if he's, what if he's still on the apps? A lot of that, it comes from women typically is based in fear and a state of lack. And I talk a lot about manifestation and how it's really important if you want to manifest to be in abundance. So bank on things going right. Bank on things, you know, have a backup plan for sure. And always, you know, be smart about dating. Don't be super naive, you know, know how to play the game or the game will play you, but don't bank on the worst case scenario because then what happens is when you fixate on it, it actually becomes your reality. Yeah, I love that. I love Mm -hmm. your answers. We're going to take a two minute break and when we come back, we have a few more questions. We're going to talk a little bit about sex. If there is like the famous question, how long should I wait to have sex with a new person? I can't wait to hear your opinion. And I want to talk about matchmaking because we also get get a lot of questions about matchmaking. I want to know your opinion, uh, yeah. people that never tried it out, if it's a good idea. We'll be right back with Nelly from Ask Nelly and Ricardo Chavez, my friend. Well, this podcast is about sex, dating and relationships, but yes, about sex. And you guys that know my work know that I'm a huge, huge advocate and believer in a healthy sexual life as part of a fulfilling, happy, and healthy life. And I try really, really hard to demystify the idea that sex is a dirty word, that sex is something bad, that sex is something disgusting. Even on social media channels, it breaks my heart. Like the minute you put the word sex, they associate with pornography, with child abuse, with all this this awful shit, and it's not true. So for all of these years that I've been doing the podcast, I've been trying to decide which sex toy brand I would partner with because I get literally hundreds and hundreds of messages from you guys asking me about it. So I have amazing news because finally I found some people that are 1 million percent in line with my work and what I believe in. It's a brand new sex toy line. They're launching this week. It's called Prazeres. Prazeres means pleasures in Portuguese. And I absolutely love them. And they are coming to revolutionize the sex toy industry, how we think about sex toys and how we play with sex toys. And 1 million percent, if you are one in millions of people out there who are embarrassed to buy sex toys, embarrassed to use sex toys, embarrassed to bring sex toys into the bedroom with your partner. This is going to be perfect for you. Prazeres is bringing the sexiest sex toys ever in the world. They are discreet. They are sexy. They're supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be playful. You can use them on your own. You can use them with your partners. They're tiny enough. Some of them are really, really discreet, adorable, sexy miniatures that you can actually travel with. So go follow them on Insta. It's a brand new company. They're launching really soon. I will give you guys all the details, but let's normalize for once and for for all men, women, couples, whatever gender you you associate with, whoever you are, let's normalize playing, having fun in the bedroom, spicing up any relationship. And you know what? Even the relationship you have with yourself. When I am single, I 
Use my vibrators, my sex toys almost every night. It relieves stress. It's good. It's healthy. It's not bad. So let's make it normal that all of us should have a bunch of really, really fun, great sex toys and use them all the time. So I am partnering with Prazeris Toys to bring you guys the latest, most innovative, fun sex toys Ever. They're launching their website this week worldwide. Their Insta account is already up there and I will do a giveaway on my Insta very soon as well and I will keep you guys posted. Prazeris, I love you guys. I am so happy for this partnership. I want to thank Privé LA, the top luxury concierge services company worldwide for being such supporters of this podcast and of my work. If you guys want hard to get reservations in the best hotels in the world, if you're planning a summer vacation, if you want to stay on top of it, if you want experiences such as going to a Formula One Grand Prix in Monaco or in Vegas or in Miami, if you want to go to the Derby and then to the Miami Grand Prix, anything amazing that you want to experience, they open the doors for you. So check it out on Instagram. It's underscore Privé, P-R-I-V-E-E-L-A, and online PrivéLA.com. If you want to do it when it comes to travel, reservations, restaurants, hotel, transportation, events, anything like that, they have it and they are amazing. I have never in my life seen, seen customer service like they give their clients. I recommend them to all my friends, seriously, my clients, people that I know and everybody falls in love with their services. Thank you so much, Prevele. I love you guys. And with everything I do, I always try to spread a message of love, of women empowerment, of friendship. And this is why I love so much working with Girly Alamode. Girly Alamode is fashion and style for all, building a worldwide community for body positivity, self-love and inclusion. You guys got to check out the store because the love collection is to die for adorable, easy breezy pieces that anyone can wear. Sweatshirts, sweatpants, cozy hoodies, beanies, the organic reusable tote. Everything is so adorable. I brought Brooke some gifts and I am actually wearing one of my favorite sweatshirts right now that says spread love, the cropped hoodie. Go check it out. Great gifts because they're affordable. If you want to give someone a little something and to yourself, super, super adorable. Girlyalamode.shopping and on Insta, Girly a la mode. And like always, you know, let's spread some love and the universe shall send tons and tons more love back to us. Okay, we're back with Nelly. And I was saying off camera, I love, love, love your answers. I think they're like super on point and very honest, which to me is thank very you. important. And thank you for doing this with me, my friend Ricardo, transformational coach. So we have like a lot of, of intelligent brains here trying to figure out this crazy chaotic. I think dating is exhausting mm -hmm. that's why like I, I i don't do uh, don't do a lot of it because to me it's just like a shit show so before we talk about the the the, the sex date i want to squeeze one in there 
Um, I am guilty of that. And I saw you did a video about that the other day and I wanted to, to mention it. You meet someone and I, I don't know the expression you use, like if you down, if you, if you dumb down or you change your life, but it, guilty, like with this boyfriend that I had, I was making myself available, available. Yes, yes, yes. Cause I'm a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I might as well make this guy happy because we're having mm -hmm. such a great relationship. So every single time he would like, do, do you want to have dinner? It's like Tuesday night. Do you want, sure. Come over to my house on the weekend. Sure. Let's go to the beach. Sure. Like I was letting him take the lead. And in my mind, I was thinking, he's my guy. I'm making him feel secure. Right. So why am I not going to say yes, yes, yes. Backfired. Because sure enough, he thought, oh, you know, whatever the hell she, he she's thought. She's always available. Yeah, yeah. she's true. One day he had the balls to ask me, towards the end, he had the balls to ask me like, what did you used to do before me on the weekends? Mm. <laughs> and I was like, huh? Did he notice how busy I am? I have like all these businesses going on, dogs, friends, uh, clients, and blah, blah, blah. I, I was making myself available to spend time with him okay. and it backfired. And then you did the video like that, that we, we change our lives many times mm -hmm. for the relationship mm -hmm. and not to do that. And I completely agree with you. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, in the early stages of dating, both individuals have to set the tone, right? And I think if you, for example, are very busy on weekends and it doesn't matter what you're doing, it's just something that's important to you. And someone comes along who you don't know that well, but you really like them. And you start saying, you know what? All those things that are important to me, I'm just going to erase that from my schedule and make my whole day available to them. The problem is you're giving that energy off even without realizing it. And people can sense it when you know, you're too available. And what happens is people in society value what they earn. So if it's too easy, then why would anybody, mm -hmm. you know? And in a sense, I compare it to... If you are um, uh, looking for, let's say, an Hermes Birkin bag, right? A lot of women, that's like their dream bag is a Birkin bag. There's a reason the Hermes store only gives out a certain number a year, right? Right. Even if you're a customer, you only get maximum, if you're lucky, two, of you, two right. a year, maximum. And the reason they do that is a marketing strategy because they know if they go do what Michael Kors did or Louis Vuitton, where mm -hmm. you can buy as many as you want, the value of the brand yeah. decreases. So sure. you need to maintain a high value personal brand. And I mean, that's one example. If you're a man and you're watching this, you know, if you go to a car dealership, you know, you can go to Toyota, buy it, you know, any car, how many ever you want. But if you go to Ferrari, maybe they'll only give you one, right? right. Or maybe it's going to be on backward. You're going to have to wait two, two months. That is such right? a good analogy. So, <laughs> so in the same way with dating, you have to represent yourself like high value, but most people don't see themselves that way. Most people don't see themselves and treat themselves like a Ferrari or a Birkin bag. And I know it's materialistic, but no, most it's so people true. sell themselves yeah. short. In my case, I, I do see myself as the Birkin and the Ferrari. <laughs> By the way, I think I'm a prize. Mm -hmm. And I learned that it was a process for me to get to this point. I do think I am high value and I want a high value partner, but I agree with you. I, I just made myself too available because in my mind, I just want, I'm chill and I just want to make things easier. Right. And I didn't think like, you know, but I agree with you. Now I'm thinking like, if you love, like if you have a workout class Saturday morning or if whatever it is, if you, if you want to do an acting job and mm -hmm. you're going to be stuck on set for 12 hours, you shouldn't give that up to make room for that person. Mm -hmm. So then comes another question. 
if you keep saying, no, I'm too busy, no, because a lot of people ask me, do you have, like, guys that I talk to, they're like, but do you have time to date because you're so busy because you have so much going on? So what's the middle ground? It's all about communication. So no, I'm too busy, period. No text after. That's rejection. Right. But if you say, hey, I'm actually, you know, someone says to you, are you free to, for dinner tonight? Let's say it's a Friday night. Even if you are free, if that's a first date or even a second date, you don't want to give them the impression that you're just not doing anything else. So what I advise in the early stages, once you get to know someone and you're dating seriously, you know, maybe it's different, but in the early stages, make sure you're like trying to set that standard for yourself. So you could say, unfortunately, I'm kind of tied up tonight, but I'm free Monday or Tuesday or whatever, right? Give them other options and maybe two or three because you want to convey to them, I got to pencil you in. You know, mm-hmm. I have a scale, I have a calendar. I'm going to, I'm going to check my calendar and make an appointment for you. I'm not just open, easy, breezy. And if that's different, by the way, then a lot of people think that's being high maintenance. That's not being high maintenance. That's not being the opposite of easygoing. Mm-hmm. That's being someone who has self-respect. Mm-hmm. Easygoing is an example. Let's say you're on a date with someone and they say, oh, do you like chips and guac? Yeah. Order whatever. That's easygoing. You know, oh, do you want to go to this bar or that bar? I'm easy going. You pick, right? Mm-hmm. That's easy going. Easy going is not, yeah, I'm available on the fly. I'm going to, you know, put everything off. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I completely agree. I agree. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I, I, and I, like I said, I made a mistake and hopefully I will not make it again. And I know a lot of girls make the same mistake. More women than men. I think let me men... tell you one thing, Kat, because you're putting a lot of blame on yourself right now. It's not necessarily a mistake that you made because if that was the right man for you, you moving your schedule around would not have No, I that. look, I totally agree, but I think well, in at least in my case, every time something doesn't work out in my life, I try to figure out like what can I do better next mm-hmm. time? How I can put myself first next time? Right. So yeah. I'm not sure if it's blame, but like I try to learn from it, Reflection. you know? Like I said, yeah, so next time I decide to date someone exclusively, yeah. I'm still going to stick to and I tell guys that I have certain priorities in my life right now. Mm-hmm. And I think you're the same. We were talking about that with your, with your fair relationship. I know you're very private. You probably don't want to talk about that. But <laughs> we have to put ourselves first. And the right person is going to, to be supportive. Yeah, embrace that. And I also think when you feel so... I don't love the word desperate in this case. But when you just feel like I have to move things around. Otherwise, this person is going to go find someone better. You're sending that energy out into the world. Oh, yeah, totally. That is lowering your self-perception. Yeah, no, one million percent. It's human nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we want that, that we cannot have that easily. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of, it, it is a game, right? Dating is a game. Yeah, it's a game and life is a game. And you can either learn how to play or you can disqualify yourself. But either way, the game is still going on. The issue that I see people conflating that, that message is they think, oh, I got to play games in dating. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about playing the game. It's knowing how to date with dignity, knowing how to date with confidence. It's not playing mind games with someone and manipulating someone. That's where a lot of people confuse the two. Mm. Yeah, I I like that you made that very clear. Now, the famous question, I don't know if there is a right or or wrong, but maybe you can help us. Sex with a new partner. A lot of women think I'm going to withhold it because if I have sex too soon, they're not going to value me. 
And a lot of women say, you know, sorry, I swear a lot. Fuck it. I want to see if I have chemistry with a guy. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And men have different opinions. What is yours? Well, I think that all depends what you want out of the situation. For example, I mean, and everyone's, I, I always go back to it. I know I sound like a broken record. Everyone's different, right? So for some people I've coached, they're hyper-religious and they wait until marriage to mm-hmm. give up the good. But that's like a, an exception. Sure. Yeah. But it's important to mention that because yeah. those yeah. types of couples and relationships exist. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, if you are, for example, we're talking about women, men, you know, who are maybe um, seasoned daters and they're looking, you know, to find their life partner and they're not ultra-religious to your, for your point. I think if you want something serious with someone, not casual, then make sure you develop an emotional connection, emotional intimacy before a physical connection if you're a woman. And it's actually scientifically backed. Women release oxytocin when they sleep with someone. And oxytocin is a bonding hormone. It makes you want to see that person more. That's why a lot of women, when they sleep with someone, they catch feelings. For men, it's the opposite. They get post-nut clarity. (laughs) You know, you you sleep with a woman, you want nothing to do with her after. I'm like, good, I'm good. So, but if you have emotional connection with them, then that's not the case. But if you don't know, so that's why men can sleep with women and not develop feelings. You know, it's like, she could get hit by a car. Okay, you know, but it's important to develop the emotional connection. And part of it too is also back to the logic we talked about before. If you're dealing with, if you want a man to commit to you, you have to think about why would he buy the cow if he's getting the milk for free? You know, if you're making it too easy, think about yourself, like I said, with the Hermes store, if you can just walk in and okay, here, buy any of these bags, he's going to think, okay, there's not value here. But listen, this is a very controversial because I have interviewed, and I understand your point and I always wonder about that, but I have interviewed so many men and a lot of them say, if you do that, it's going to backfire. Like if they like you, yeah, if they like you. And you're like, you know, withholding sex. With one of my friends said, like, you're keeping the vagina hostage. Like, withholding sex, withholding sex. They're like, I'm gonna go have sex with somebody else. They're only gonna put up with it for so long. What I will say to that is, there are a lot of people who preach these rules. Oh, wait three months. Right. Wait, wait four months. No, I'm talking about have an emotional connection. The example uh-huh. you just gave, you talked about that. He likes yeah. her. They have an emotional connection. Uh-huh. You know, and that's yeah. the differentiator because. You can develop an emotional connection after two or three dates. Right. You know, you don't need to wait five months. But if you want to, and it takes that long, okay, it's your life. No, I agree with you. I actually had dating experts in the past. One matchmaker that I interviewed many years ago, she literally said, that was her rule. She's like, I tell all my clients, do not have sex for six months. And I was like, what? She's like, yes. That's how I met my husband. It's a horrible idea. You're never going to have a connection. And then another matchmaker didn't say six months, but she said, I think three months, 90 days. So they, yeah, you're right. They have these rules. And I kind of think in this case, like, I don't think you can have the same rule for everyone, right? Because again, like you said, you, you only a couple knows how Depends long. on the person and the relationship and also what stage in life you're in. I know with a lot of older men, they want to test drive the car. And they don't want to wait five months to test drive right. the car. And if you're not looking for marriage or whatever, you know, you're just trying to have a life partner, maybe it's different. But for some people, okay, waiting that long might work. It, I, I would never put a rule on it because everyone's different. And some people are more sexually liberated than others. Mm-hmm. Some people, like, 
they're comfortable with their bodies. Some women, you know, I mentioned the oxytocin, but some women, they are able to sleep with someone and not catch feelings because they don't see that man as a potential partner. Right. Um, you were going to say something and I didn't mean to interrupt you, no, but... I was thinking too hard, I guess. Do um, you? But I mean, I'm um, talking about that. I, I just, I'm a different guy. So I don't know if yes, my opinion counts, but because I'm very old fashioned and very romantic and I'm this weird guy. So you like to wait? No, it's, I wouldn't even think about waiting or not waiting because that's making a rule out of something that comes from my soul. Mm -hmm. If I find the person that I think is my person, I don't care if it's tonight or in a month, that's not important. I, I, I don't have sex with people just for sex. Just for I, sex, I, yeah. I don't, I don't but you that. are a very rare man. No, that, well, that's what I'm saying. I've with a lot of men, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong here. If a woman is sometimes too quick to give it up, a man might think that she's doing this with everyone. Yeah. And um, obviously it depends on the connection of the individual. But for a lot of men, they think about, and I've heard this from several, where they think about if she's sleeping with every single guy, is this wifey material or is this just a good time? So it's also how you, you have women especially need to think about what they want. And if what they're doing is actually positioning them to get that outcome. And here's where a lot of women go wrong is they listen to, I mean, I sound like a hypocrite. They listen to other women, but I would say, you know, they listen to women who tell them and they preach all of these, um, modern philosophies. Like, you know what? Like if a man can sleep around, a woman can sleep around, you can sleep around, but you're not going to feel that great about yourself after. I know very few women who after sleeping and, you know, all these different guys on rotation every yeah. night it's a new guy in their bed yeah. you end up feeling depleted for men yeah. they feel empowered they feel more so masculine true. not yeah. for you ricardo but the you're exception <laughs> I, I don't date i, I mean i no, my, i know but you're you, he's very different from most men yeah. somebody i yeah just man and i knew that's the thing it. Is, though, um it seems like you're in a more mature stage in your life Talking yeah. about young men, especially, yeah. a lot of the times when you're in your early 20s as a man. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's But look, I have friends because for some reason, I don't know, I get along really well with men I, more than I get along with women. So all my, my best friends are men. Mm. And a lot of them are single and not in their 20s, in their 40s. And they still act like what you just said. Yeah, it's like a revolving door. And, I let, and I'm like, thank God I'm not dating you. Thank God you're my friend. I love you because I hear the stories. And I'm like, how the... And I even joke, like, do you have time to wash the sheets? And Because like, it's literally a revolving door. Mm -hmm. they, so they match so many girls on these dating apps. They're having sex with one on Friday, another one Saturday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another one Tuesday. Oh, this one is coming. I'm like, do you yeah. even memorize these people's name? Like... Because my body for me is like my temple. That's because you're a woman and a man. <laughs> and this is why I think people, this is one of the problems with modern dating is everyone wants to say, oh, we're equal. Men and women are equal. We're not equal. We're different. Yeah. We're biologically wired different. And, you know, men and women date different. Mm -hmm. They have different criteria. And one of the best case studies of this is if you look at gay men, right? Gay men are... Uh, they have the most infidelity out of any mm -hmm. group of couples in society. And the reason is because men don't need the emotional connection, right? Or another example is they're in more open relationships, mm -hmm. right? Women are not wired to spread their seed the way men are. Right. So that's why, you know, if you look at other types of relationships, women tend to be more monogamous. Mm -hmm. um, and so I do think it's interesting when you, when you parallel it to 
uh, the LGBT community, you can see how different men and women are when it comes to dating. Yeah, no, I agree. It's so true. Of course, there are some women who are very, very liberal when it comes to sex. I do have friends like that, that they don't mm -hmm. want to have a relationship, period. They just want to have casual sex. But it's usually the exception to the rule, right? Usually, I, at least for me, I need and I love to have sex. I wish I could have it every day, as many times a day as possible. Two, three times a day would be great. But, but... I cannot just jump in bed with someone just for sex. I need like the mental connection. I'm a major yeah. sapiosexual. I need yeah, to I feel to like I have some, yeah. I don't know if I need to love, I don't need to love them, but I definitely need to feel like there is, you know, something else much more than just the sex. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that your example with those women that you brought up about, you know, them just wanting to casually have sex, to me, I, when I hear that, I just immediately think insecurity because if you're, there's one thing to be sexually liberated and enjoy the act of sex. It's another to want this revolving door of different suitors coming in of your life all the time. And I think if, I mean, you're a man, so maybe you can attest, but when, I'm, when the men I've coached, when they think about those types of women, yeah, they'll sleep with them. They'll hook up with them, but they don't think about, oh, this is the kind of woman I would ever date. And that True. to me, if, you know, women who view themselves as a prize in a temple, they're not letting just anybody, you know, right. enter that because there is an exchange of energy that happens when you're having oh my sex. God, yes. And if you bring in random people, that's negative energy right. that you could be, you know, allowing into your life. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Yeah. One million percent. Oh my God. There's so much more to cover. Let's hurry. Let's hurry. Let's hurry. Do you think most, and I asked that to all my guests, you can, you can give your opinion too. Do you think, and th that's like a, I say most because I know each person is different, but most men are intimidated dating women who are very successful or very powerful or have a lot going on. Or do you think that's baloney? I think it's true. And I, the studies support that, to be honest with you. Um, now, there's a couple different ways we can pick that apart. Number one, it's one thing to be a busy woman with a full life and a successful career, but if you're throwing that in a man's face and making him feel insecure about it, then you as a woman are in your masculine energy and not in your feminine energy, and you're shooting yourself in the foot. Mm -hmm. However, studies also show, for example, they did a speed dating event at Columbia University, and they've done a lot of studies at other places, but this one in particular always stands out to me, um, where they had men and women and the men and women had to rank each other on a scale of one to 10 and then also tell, okay, would I go on a second date with them? And they ranked them on ambition, intelligence, and attractiveness, like appearance. And what's interesting is for men, they did not mind if a woman had uh, less ambition or equal ambition, but if a woman seemed more ambitious than them, it, it, mm -hmm. it was, it didn't, they did not make them want to go on a second date with mm -hmm. her. And I think there's some truth to that. And I think women inherently mm -hmm. know it. And a lot of women, they try to dumb down their ambition or dumb down their success when in reality it's about, no, don't make yourself smaller. Wait for the right person right. who matches that or who yes. exceeds you. And the problem is, this is, again, where I, said, where I mentioned feminism earlier. With feminism, a lot more women in society, and I think it's fantastic, have become more successful and more career-oriented. Mm -hmm. The problem is when they enter relationships, they not only have a lot of masculine energy because you need that to get ahead, but they're in competition with their men and they want to make their men. And I've seen this with my coaching feel smaller, you know, Oh, I make more money than you. So, Oh really? You, so That's if not you good. Stay in line, yeah. 
you know, you drive that car, not this car, whatever, yeah. right? And the problem is if you talk to a man like that, it's gonna make him feel emasculated. Totally. And another study that I have to bring up with marriages, if a woman earns more than her husband, they are 50% more likely to get a divorce. Really? Divorce rates start at 45%. So 45 plus the 50%. And he is 300% more likely to cheat on her. So moral of the story, ladies, wow. if you're watching, this should not be bad news. I see a lot of women, <laughs> I knew it. No, relax. Find a man who you respect. Okay, don't just go for the first guy because the biological clock is ticking like a lot of you do. Find a guy who you respect and admire and who's on your level or above. And if you don't, if you feel like you can't find someone who's financially on your level or above, totally fine. But you need to get to work because a lot of you, I'm willing to bet, have neglected the things that make you feminine in the sexual dating marketplace because you think your career is all that. If you're making 200 grand a year and you want a man who's making 200K or more, but you're out of shape, you are just glued to your computer at home, you're not going out, you're not dressing feminine, you know, you're not doing hobbies. It's gonna be harder. I'm not saying yes. impossible, but harder. No, one million percent. It's attractive, a woman who is successful even more than me. I mean, that's great. Mm. And I will support her and help her to be even more successful. Yeah. That's the idea. But oh. listen, I think you're the exception, at least in my experience. Because yeah, I get most that, nine nine out of ten men that I don't even date that I talk to, they all say and my friends are the same. All my single friends who are successful. They say in the beginning, oh, I love it. I'm going to be so supportive. I think it's amazing. <laughs> and, then, and then they can handle it. It's not necessarily a you issue, though, if you're a man. What I think the issue is, is if a woman is more successful and let's say a guy is, let's say he's a bartender, okay, and she's a CEO. Okay, honey, move into my house. Okay, I'll buy the groceries. I'll pay for the gas. And then he starts to you know, need more or he feels in inferior because she's paying for all the vacation. He doesn't feel like his contribution she recognizes. She, he doesn't feel appreciated by her. And then she's resentful because she's like, I'm paying for everything. Mm. You enter this dynamic of competition. That's right. Yeah, very but Maybe tough. he can you know, become better because, okay, I have to look that up now. I need to get at that level. So what can I do to, to be there? Well, sometimes that's not possible, actually. Or not, I shouldn't say possible, but sometimes that level is actually unattainable. I had a client, multimillionaire woman, CEO, sold her business. And she was dating a guy who, I won't say his profession, but he was basically broke, mm -hmm. okay? For him to go from broke at, you know, mm -hmm. mid-30s to net worth of 10 million plus. It's, Maybe a lot, but if they team up. Yeah, but then this is where the but resentment. It's very hard. This is where the resentment comes in because then the woman feels like I have to teach you, I have to, mm. you know. Oh, and for yeah. women, yeah. a lot of the times, so I say it takes two. Yeah, you enter this dynamic, and it can work. But the point I'm trying to make is, if there's too big of a discrepancy financially, yeah, um, it's different. Now, this is a caveat when we talk about exceptions to the rules. Mm. Um. There's a woman who I love following. She's a billionaire. She invented Spanx, Sarah Blakely. Oh, yeah, okay? I like her too, yeah. She's married happily, has four yeah. kids. Her husband's not a billionaire. Right. But There's worth, a, there are a bunch like that. He's worth like $300 million, right? So that's, when I'm talking about exceptions to the rule, that's what I'm talking yeah, about, Yeah, no, there right? is. But when we're talking about the discrepancy I mentioned earlier, mm. yeah, it's tough. And I think... There are exceptions yeah. to the rule. What's the name of the actress that... that um? Started the honest company, Jessica, oh, Jessica Alba. Alba. Yeah, she's made. She's a billionaire, sure. and the husband is like 
took the back seat, and we don't know what he does with he, well, if well, he really he, does anything. So here's but, an, that's a good example. But it's very but rare, he, right? Very rare. I wouldn't say he's a bum. So he comes no, from, he's not a bum he because he was a family. movie something, right? Movie producer or something. I know he. Comes but he from totally a good took family. the back seat. He comes from a good family. He has his own company, which he does socks. And so he's at least trying to mm. make his own. I don't know their relationship, so I wouldn't. Right. You know, but what I will say is. With things like that, you don't always know. Maybe he's doing something for her. But I don't know. Right. But of course there are exceptions to the rule. But my point is the numbers support that those exceptions mm. don't work out a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think yeah. if there is if the, the, the balance of power is too different, too it, you're asking for trouble in general. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We only have a few more minutes. Okay. But let's squeeze in a few more. Can you... The matchmaking thing... Most people out there are intimidated when it comes to working with matchmakers. They don't know what's going on, how you do it. Can you like explain a little bit if somebody's interested, how yes. it works? Well, on my website, nellysutri.com, I have two options. You can join my free database mm -hmm. um, where basically you put your information in, upload some photos. And mm -hmm. if I have a client who I think would be a good catch or uh -huh. a good match for you, I'll set you up. You might get a phone call. You might not. It's not a guarantee. Right. But then but you keep their name on the database yeah. and you, t you take a look when mm -hmm. you have a new client. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And then I do formal matchmaking. So if someone wants to actually hire me as a matchmaker, mm -hmm. I have that option as well. But you have to apply. It's on my website right. as well. For men and women. Mm -hmm. And how do you match? Like you, you interview them. You ask like a bunch of questions about what they're looking for in a person. Yeah, there's an application. Mm -hmm. um, and... To be honest, there's also uh, an income requirement to hire uh -huh. me as a matchmaker uh -huh. because I work specifically with high-value singles. Right. Um, and it's also when I'm thinking about matching people up, I think about what does this person tell me that they want, not necessarily what do I think is good for them. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, and that's the problem a lot of match, a lot of matchmakers I've observed have is they say, oh, you should want to be with this kind of person. Well, they don't. They want to be, you know, for example, if I have a Jewish client and the client wants to date a Jewish person, I'm not going to pick them, right. uh, you know, set them up with someone who's uh, super religious, Christian right. or Muslim, not because they don't have things in common, but because that's not what they're looking for, you know? So, or for example, if, if a guy comes to me and he says, okay, I'm looking for a woman who doesn't have kids or does have kids, you know, I have to listen to those things. Of course. And I, I love that you said that because I've... Because I interviewed matchmakers in the past, they've tried to match me. I was, I'm always game. I'm like, sure, you know, I'm, I'm a <laughs> for eternal believer in wow. love. And I had disastrous experiences. Like, they try to match me with people that I'm like, hello? What the? Mm -hmm. Like, that we have zero, zero, zero in common, mm -hmm. you know? And I just laugh because I'm like, and I agree with you. Like, you have to do some kind of due diligence it's not just match for the sake of it and hope to God, you know, you, you mm -hmm. kind of got to figure out if the two people have something in common, right? Yes. Otherwise, you see that the, the thing there, I'm not going to say the name out loud, but the, the matchmaker matched me with this guy that lives in Malibu and I love Malibu and I love the beach. So we go on one date, we go on the second date, the third date, he's started giving me a pitch of the product that he sells on TV. Oh, if I could please promote his product on my social media and my Instagram. Oh, and I'm, yeah. So basically, was he wasn't interested in me like for a date. He wanted me to work for him for free. Like, yeah. And then I walk out to the parking lot of the restaurant and he gives me the box. Oh, well, you want to try it. <laughs> well, I will say LA dating oh, is interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
I think it's a shit show ever. I actually think Miami was worse. It's I don't know. <laughs> Human beings. Oh my god. A, a few quick questions before I let you go. Do we, uh, splitting bills. I'm not that modern, and it has nothing to do with the money. I want a gentleman that pays the bill. Period. Do you think in general it's a deal breaker or you think it's okay for guys to split the bill on a first date? Well, I've interviewed hundreds of people now about this question. I did all those street interviews. Yes. Um, I think the consensus tends to be, and of course I've heard women who say otherwise, so I don't want to paint a broad stroke, but consensus tends to be that on a first date, right, it is more gentlemanly if the man asks. But this is the caveat I'm going to make point of. This is also why I say to women... Don't ask guys out because if you ask a man out and then you expect him to pay, I feel like that's not right. So if he's asking you out, I think it is traditional courtship for him to pay. But if you're asking a man out, at least go half. That's my personal opinion. Now, I'm not saying that's why I say don't, women should not ask men out though. I, I agree. Opinion. I know. I saw you did a video. Like I would never ask a guy out in one million years. Yeah. I agree. Yes. Okay. You should like start a, 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 well, a man's school. This is also a cultural thing, right? Yeah. I was so, going to tell you it's a cultural thing because when we moved to this country, my kids, they were, they were teenagers. And I was like, you're going to pay. You're like, oh, dad, I'm going to go with so-and-so to the movies. And then he was like, dad, I cannot pay because then she thinks I want to date her. Mm -hmm. That's how it is in here. I was like, what? What? Yeah, so apparently if you pay, it's because you're interested in her romantically. Mm -hmm. It's not you're being a gentleman. Yeah, and that's why really? it's really important, too, to set the tone early on. Because if the man is paying, it sets the tone that, hey, I'm the, I'm the masculine one. I'm the leader here. I view you as a prize. And then the mm -hmm. woman is more likely to view him romantically. But this is where feminism has also indoctrinated a lot of women into thinking equality. Mm -hmm. I'm just as capable. And a lot of women also feel like, oh, if I don't pay then I have to go home with him. And what I say to women is, you don't owe anyone anything. Right. A date is romantic yeah. and, and traditional courtship yeah. is actually how you're going to get what you want. Totally. No, I'm from Mexico. I'm, I'm old school again. I always pay. Yeah. yeah. You're friends. Yeah. My friends. It's just I think it's like it the classy thing to do. I think it has mm -hmm. nothing to do with the price. And if mm -hmm. you can't afford like a super expensive restaurant, even if it's a coffee date, yeah, I want the guy the that I'm dating. Yeah. Chair. I mean, yeah. Yeah, totally. One million percent. I think I covered almost oh, they wanted me to ask about the masculine feminine energy because it's such a huge issue right now, but that's a whole other episode because it's so complicated. If someone is listening and I, we don't want to hurt anybody, but if you're not high value out there and you mm -hmm. wanna be high value, can you give a little pointers like how to go from low value to high value? It's different for men and women. Um, for women, you know, get disciplined. Think about what makes you desirable in the sexual dating marketplace. Don't neglect your appearance. Um, I know a lot of people want to believe that looks don't matter, but they very much do. And also, you know, be nurturing, be um, in your feminine energy. I have a whole course and system, shameless plug, but you know, I've helped thousands of people through this course and system on how to master your feminine energy. It's at ask-nelly.co, link in my bio. But it's really important to know how to master your feminine energy and to be feminine visually as well yes. and lead a disciplined life. Um, for men, you know, think about the characteristics that women find desirable. I mentioned socioeconomic status and prestige. What impresses women? You know, uh, having a stable job, you know, being successful in your field, being someone who has, you know, an attractive appearance. Doesn't mean you have to have a six pack, 
But if you have a beer belly and you're a slob, women are not going to really want to go <laughs> I on a agree. Date with you. And a lot of very wealthy guys are like that. I don't know if they think, like, oh, I'm rich and I don't have to take care of myself, especially in Beverly Hills. They're like, you know, they're like chubby or out of shape or mm-hmm. lazy or not athletic. And maybe they think they're high value, but I don't think they're they high value. They have a Ferrari, so... Right, but to me, That's you're not high value. I don't care how much money you have in the bank, but if you don't take care of yourself, I think... Yeah. It really is about being the full package. Yeah. And if you want the full package, you got to, like I said, you don't attract what you want, you attract what you are. But, you know, it isn't a one-size-fits-all. Um, and it also depends on where you live and you know your community so many different factors and variables in beverly hills probably more competitive than it is in nashville right so it's just about being the best version of you (laughs) yes and a lot of you are listening to people who are placating to you and they're saying you're perfect you're perfect you don't have to change a thing you can get results you've always gotten if it's not working for you probably not all dandy and perfect and i'm not saying that you need to change yourself we're just talking about self-improvement i love it you're the best thank you so so much yes i will most definitely put myself on your database (laughs) i might have someone for you so you can keep an eye out there i know as we're having this conversation i was like Maybe yeah, but I do love you, I and I have to say, I feel very honored, very grateful. When I saw in your videos that you were going to move here, I was like, I got to grab this chick, because she's one of my, I like your honesty, I like how real you are. Thank you so much for being here, such an honor, and I hope you come back, because I know people are going to see the videos today, I'm going to publish, drop this episode on Tuesday, I know I'm going to get hundreds more mm. questions, because you tell it like it is. Well, thank, thank you so you. much for having me on You path. definitely I'm are sure. doing what well. I think you were born to do that. She's a natural, right? Yes. Amazing. Flattering thank me. You. No, you really are. And thank you for doing this oh, with my me, pleasure. my dear friend. And Great. and by the way, that's something else we got to talk about too. He does these amazing transformational coaching sessions, which helped me get to the point that I am at today. Self-confidence, uh, putting yourself first, changing the way you look at life. So that's a whole other thing that we got to talk about because a lot of people don't know what transformational coach does, but it helps big time. If you're like self-confidence, you're going to date smarter, you're going to date better. Love it. Thank you guys. I love you. You're amazing. This was a super fun cat on the loose. Be safe out there and I'll be back very soon. Thank you, Nelly. I'm so happy that you moved to LA. Yay. (laughs)